0: Hey, uh, thanks for the note here, Phil Hayes, letting me know from AT and T uh, as we speak, right now. Uh, AT and T employees are distributing 500 back-to-school backpacks filled with school supplies to students in need at Sir Metro in Detroit. And let's see what else it says: heading back to school, blah blah blah. Uh, Students receiving backpacks uh, that include folders, papers, pencils, earbuds, and other essential school supplies. Thank you to those uh, workers at AT AT&T for donating their time and to AT&T for donating 500 backpacks, kind of like Mike Morse has done that too, the lawyer. So God God bless everybody who gives back. And thank you, Phil Hayes, for letting us uh, know about that. Our next guest is uh, far too busy to be on the show, but I appreciate that she comes by, serving on the House Committee on Energy and Commerce, House Committee on Natural Resources, Select Subcommittee on the Coronavirus Pandemic, on Energy and Commerce, a member of the Subcommittee on Communications and Technology, the Subcommittee on Health, and the Subcommittee on Innovation. You get the idea. There's plenty more there. It's, of course, Congresswoman Debbie Dingell. Always a pleasure, Congresswoman, having you on board here.
1: Good afternoon, Paul W. I have to get used to saying good afternoon, not good morning. And it is always great to be with you, and I'm never too busy.
0: Well, I appreciate that. You, along with uh, United States Senator Gary Peters, Debbie Stabenow, uh, uh, Representative John Moulinard, and you have been urging the U.S. Food and Drug Administration to provide additional guidance and updated donor ineligibility criteria for human human tissue transplant products I, I i mean the first reaction i had was you would think that way back when we started realizing about hiv and blood that it all had to be tested i i foolishly thought that anything that was donated to be transplanted would be automatically tested
1: so it, to put this in more basic language so you're um Viewers know what we're talking about. I got a call from a doctor at the University of Michigan and also affiliated with Washtenaw Public Health about two weeks ago, and a woman who had had a bone graft, bone grafts are used uh, in backs. And oh, by the way, I've had four of them myself in my mouth since the osteomyelitis in my mouth. What? You've had four bone grafts? Well, since I had that osteomyelitis in my jaw that last couple of years.
0: Oh boy. But
1: um, but the woman had been treated and then transferred to the University of Michigan and developed TB that went to her brain, her lungs, and other organs and died. Yeah. And the, the asio-biologics, and I'm going to spell them out, had something similar happen in 2021. And eight people died. Eight people died then. Three have died now that we know of. And what they're not testing bone graft material for is TB. And they're too, I mean, I am pushing the FDA and CDC. I initially did a letter and then thankfully the senators joined me and I had called John Molinar and uh, John and I are going to be doing legislation uh, that may be needed as well on the House side. And I hope the senators will. I, I'm sure they will.
0: Um,
1: I learned that we don't test bone graft material for TB or screen candidates for whether they are likely, you know, likely to have it. So we need to obviously tighten up on this with the number of deaths. I don't know why it didn't happen after 2021, but this is inexcusable. Uh, The sister of someone who works for John Molinar who died. And, uh, you know, we don't. The human face is on this, but it's inexcusable. The doctor who called me said to me, when you got those bone grafts, did they tell you that that's like having an organ transplant? Which they absolutely don't. So, two issues. we got to make sure it's safe. And the second is, as patients, we just sign those consent forms so quickly, we should be asking more questions.
0: Man, oh, man. I'm stunned. I'm shocked. I really am. I (sighs) – It's not like we haven't had experience in this area. I go back to HIV. Uh, I go back to the testing of of blood and and certain people who are not allowed to give blood uh, for any number of reasons. And I just, I guess it was ridiculous of me to assume that any transplantable organs or item or bone marrow or bone anything or kidneys or anything would be automatically tested for everything that could be bad.
1: And that's, uh, you know, I I actually, when I heard this, I sent my surgeon a note who's also had bone grafts, I might ask, and he had no idea. I mean, and he's a very well-respected. He was the number two at Walter Reed uh, Hospital. So uh, there's a, all of us assume that certain things are being done that we're learning are not done. And we've just got to continue to push FDA to be doing more. We've got to get more rigorous requirements. And quite frankly, we need to make sure they've got the resources that they need to be protecting us. But we cannot automatically take for granted we are being protected.
0: Under the Public Health Services Act, the FDA has authority to determine the parameters of tested communicable diseases, which already includes hepatitis is the word I couldn't think of, hepatitis, syphilis, Human immunodeficiency virus, that's HIV. But TB wasn't on the list, I guess, but sure should well, be.
1: Well, we're going to make sure it is. Trust me. Eight deaths should have been the call in 2021. Why it wasn't, I don't know. Didn't uh. come to my attention. I'm very grateful this doctor called me. Uh, very, I mean, he did. He was outraged, and he he called. And I happened to be over at Michigan, I spent a lot of time there. And I talked to a number of the other doctors there about it and we just have to raise awareness demand change and get change
0: i just by the way had a great conversation with a brilliant uh, person i'm not going to say who it was because i didn't ask if i could quote them and they said nice things about the way you reach across the aisle and you really true uh, truly try to get things done uh and so i appreciate that i've known that about you i mean we have we have our disagreements but i uh, i certainly respect you But they said, I sure wish she would run again. Have you said you're not running again?
1: I don't know who keeps saying that I'm not running. Debbie Stabenow. These people get the first name. Oh, they
0: have you confused.
1: Debbie Stabenow is (laughs) not running again. Debbie Dingell, let me make this clear, will make the official announcement on the Paul W. Smith show, is running (laughs) for re-election. Her petitions are out there. I'm not going anywhere unless the people want me to, and I hope they don't.
0: I figured you would have told your big brother if you were planning on making that big a change.
1: Nope, I'm running for reelection. I said right. here first on the Paul okay. show.
0: I appreciate that. Let me ask you another quick question. Do you think Governor Gretchen Whitmer is the backup plan for the Democrats?
1: No, I do not think she's the backup plan. I think Joe Biden is going to be the candidate. And oh, we're going to go geez. into next election year. And I'm going to pause uh, with one thing. I have my picture with the College Republicans at U of M yesterday. I stopped by their booth and talked to them. Kids, and it was good good to for you.
0: Good for you. Good for you that you're living up to your reputation. But listen, I can say easily Senator Mitch McConnell should not run for reelection. I wish you could say easily that the president should not. But we're out of time. Thanks for being with us, Congresswoman Debbie Dingell. God bless.
1: Thank you.
0: We continue on WJR.